0: Hey, this is Pastor Jeff Workmeister of Elevate Church and welcome to our podcast. I wanna thank you for listening today. I hope this inspires you, encourages you, and builds your faith. Enjoy the podcast. All right, let me ask you a question. Have you ever felt hopeless? Like, hopeless. Hopeless is that moment where you are literally terrified your breathing is heavy, your heart is racing, your thoughts are spinning, and you are searching your memory, you're searching your mind, you're searching your soul, looking for what? You're looking for the answer. And sometimes there's this place where you come to the truth that there is no answer. There's no hope. I I felt this way, I'll never forget this. It was the, probably the third week of existence of Elevate Church. I think, I think if I remember right, okay, we were, we were in an auditorium that held, that held 700 people. Okay. And I think 12 people showed up that day. Yeah. You're like, whoa. Yeah. I told like, I wasn't like, whoa, I felt hopeless. Isn't it funny how like when you feel hopeless, the only thing you wanna do is like, I wanna run, I wanna hide, I wanna sleep. I remember that day, I I went home and I was like, Lord, I'm gonna go to sleep right now. And if you come back at this moment right now, that would be perfect. Just end everything right now, okay? But here's what I know about hopeless, is that if you're a believer, the Bible declares this, that the same Spirit that rose Christ Jesus from the dead resides in you. And when that Spirit resides in you and you're looking at hopeless moments, you're looking at moments of fear and terror and anxiety, that's the moment that the Holy Spirit speaks up and says, no, 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 no. no. You serve a God of miracles. You serve a God that does the impossible. You serve a God that has power for this very moment. You serve a resurrected God, and He will resurrect this moment if you'll just hold on and trust the Lord. Let me tell you about what a miracle is a miracle is this it's when God's supernatural power shows up and it changes the entire circumstance and you can't take credit for it it was simply God it was simply his power a miracle is the moment you can't take credit for it's a moment where the goodness and the grace and the power shows up a miracle is the moment that it gives you victory for that day but it's also the substance for the rest of your life because you can draw upon that day in the future when you go through another hard time you go i remember when god showed up i remember when god healed i remember when god restored i remember when his mercy showed up when i didn't deserve it i remember when the grace was there See, the miracle working power will change people. When God's power shows up, when the miracle shows up, you'll be marked forever. It's a moment that you know nobody can take this away from me. Nobody could ever take this moment. I saw God's grace. I saw him part the waters. I saw him make a way when there was No way. And I know that I know that I know in my soul that the God of the universe, Jesus Christ, he's for me. And it marks you and it changes your entire life. Let me show you a video. This was Elevate Church at one point look at Pastor Matt, Pastor Deza, Pastor Marissa, Baba, I think that's Jess. All right, you see these chairs right there? That, that was our church. Every, every Saturday night, we would scrub our house. We'd take all of our furniture in our living room and lug it upstairs and put it in the loft. We'd set out chairs. We had this little TV that we did video worship. We had video worship we would take our basement, our basement that smelled, guys, listen, let me tell you, it smelled awful. And I always thought, why does our basement smell so often? So well, Pastor Matt was living there at the time, and instead of, instead of going upstairs at night to pee, he peed in the sub pump, and I didn't know he was peeing in the sub. And, and we, we, we set up kids ministry in that basement that smelled like that. You're like that's the most disgusting thing i've ever heard in my life trust me i didn't know I, I want you to do me a favor real quick just look around this room okay look around this room okay what god has done over the last seven years and what god is continually doing is a miracle we are in a move of god we are in a miracle. This church should not exist. This movement should not be going forward. We should have failed. 9 out of every 10 church plants fail. We had no money, we know nobody. We had we had nothing. But you know what we had? We had Jesus and we had his power and we had his grace and we had his strength and we had his wisdom and we had his joy. And look what God has done, amen? Come on, let's pray. Father, we love you. We worship you. We thank you for the word of God. I ask that it would shape us and give us a new perspective of who you are today, Lord. We love you. We welcome you, Holy Spirit, to lead and guide us today. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Give it up for the worship team. All right, here we go, John 11, verse one, I'm reading out of the Passion so it might not translate to your Bible. Says this, in a village of Bethany, there was a man named Lazarus and his sister, Mary, Martha. One day, Lazarus became sick to the point of death, hopeless. So sister messaged Jesus. Can I just say right there that any time your world is falling apart, any time the world doesn't make sense, any time when death has come, the first response should always be, I run to Jesus. I talk to Jesus. I message Jesus. The one you love is very sick, please come. When you heard this, this is what Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death for Lazarus, but it will bring glory and praise to God. Let me take a moment and declare something over you. See, we come in here with crippling fear. We come in here with fear that steals our joy. We come in here with bitterness and anger and disappointments. We come in here sick in our bodies, full of pain. And all of this is very real. I never want to discredit what somebody's going through, what they're facing in life. The enemy is working actively against us to fight us to strip us of joy and peace, to strip us of everything that Jesus fought for and died for. So when you come in here and you have these feelings and have these emotions and you have these things going on in your life and your marriage is falling apart, I don't ever just blow that off. These are real things going on in your life and Jesus cares about it. And let me declare something over you today. It won't end in death. In the name of Jesus, let me remind you of something today. You win. Have you read the end of the Bible? You win. The church wins. You get to spend eternity with Jesus. You win. You're the victor. Verse 11. Jesus says, our friend is falling asleep. Sometimes this happens in life. Life's tough and it's hard and we get real sleepy in our walk with the Lord. And we just kind of are going through the emotions. We're kind of just showing up to church and checking the box. We're just trying to be a good person and raise good children, we fall asleep. But this is what Jesus said about him being asleep. He said, here's the reality, he's really dead right? That sometimes there are things going on in our life that there's some death there. There's some death in your soul. If, if, if we could really see what's going on in your mind, if we could really see what's going in the depths of your soul, we'd go, man, there's some real depression there. There's some real fear there. There's some real crippling things that are overwhelming them. There's some death in their marriage. There's some death in relationships. There's death there. Verse 21, Martha said to Jesus, my Lord, if only you would have come sooner. This is always our perspective with God. God, where were you? It was falling apart. God, where were you? Where were you in that moment? Where were you in that situation? Where were you when that, you know, that that, that moment happened that didn't make sense? God, where were you? Can I just help you hopefully today understand something about God? He's never on your timetable. See, when it's his timetable, when it's his, he gets all the glory. Right? See, there's something really interesting about the story. Jesus finds out that his friend is sick and is about to die, and Jesus doesn't come right away. Isn't that really interesting? He says, yeah, I'll, I'll get there. I got some other things to take care of, but I want you to know it won't end in death, because when I show up, see, I want you to get this. When Jesus shows up, he shows up with power. When Jesus shows up, I need you to get this. When Jesus shows up, he shows up with power and heals and resurrects anything that's dead. So he says, don't worry about your timetable. I got this. It will bring glory and honor to me. She says this, but I know if we ask the Lord for anything, he'll do it for you. Jesus told her, your brother will rise and live. She responds, yes, I know he'll rise when everyone else rises on resurrection day. What is she saying? What we do all the time. So, so we have, we'll have you know, crippling pain in our back. We'll have you know, just anxiety. We'll have you know, mental health issues. We'll have depression. Um, we'll have all kinds of issues going on in our life. And and our response, and I think the church has gotten really good at this because we, because we can't understand the power of God always. So here's what we do when we don't understand something. We just shove it to the side. And we go, I wanna just deal with what I understand, what I get, what makes sense. And so what makes sense to us is this idea that, yeah, someday when I go to heaven, I won't have this crippling pain in my body anymore. And we just go, well, someday, someday, someday when we get to heaven, everything will be all right. But I want you to see, I want you to see Jesus' response. Okay, he goes, Martha, and this isn't a Martha, like he's mad at her, upset at her, disappointed with her. This is like, Martha, my daughter. I need you to get that today. Jesus is going, John, Mark, my son, my daughter, hear my words, hear my empathy, hear, hear my compassion for you. This is what Jesus says. He goes, you don't have to wait until then. What's he saying? I'll do it right now. I'll heal it right now. I'll resurrect it right now. I'll restore your marriage right now. I'll heal your kids right now. I'll take the pain out of your body right now. I love this. A few, a few months ago, a few months ago, this amazing moment happened in our church. And we just went to lunch with this couple a few weeks ago. And uh, this gentleman said to me, he said, I'll never forget the day I walked into church. He goes, I did not believe in healing. I didn't believe that God healed. And that day when he walked into our church, he had such pain in his neck that he hadn't been able to move his head in like four weeks. It was just so much pain, so much tightness, just stiff. He literally couldn't move his neck. I'll never forget that day in worship, the Lord gave me a word of knowledge. And the Lord said, I wanna heal somebody's neck today. So I just spoke it out. I just said, hey, the Lord's here. He wants to heal somebody's neck today. I said, I released that in Jesus' name and we went on with service. That night I got home and I had an email from this gentleman. He said, I didn't believe in healing, but God healed me today. As soon as you said that word, I started to move my neck and all the pain in my body just left my body. Jesus goes, you don't have to wait. He makes a declaration, I am the resurrection. I am the life eternal. Anyone who clings to me in faith, they'll never die. They'll live forever. He says this, do you believe? Do you believe? Point number one today is this, resurrection. Jesus makes a profound statement about who he is. He says, I am the resurrection. So what does that mean? We have to understand what that that statement is saying. He is saying this, resurrection power that Jesus has is superior to anything you face in this life. It's superior. Listen, Life can be defeated, life can end. But the resurrection power of Jesus overcomes this life, okay? Now listen, none of that means anything if you don't believe it. This is why when somebody comes to me and they want me to pray, the first thing I ask them always, what are you believing for? What do you have faith for? I can only agree with what you're standing in faith for. Now, if you believe that Jesus is the resurrected one and that when he shows up, he heals everything, man, we can see supernatural moves of God that will change people and change people's lives and change communities and change cities. How do I know this? I've seen it firsthand. I saw a leg grow in my hands, she, she, she wore a shoe like this to compensate, her leg grew in my hands, she believed, I just hooked my faith up with her faith, but she had the faith, she believed that Jesus is a restorer, a healer, I'll never forget the day this gentleman came to me. He said, I have stage four cancer. I'm gonna die in two weeks. But he said, I believe that Jesus can heal me. I said, praise the Lord, so do I. And I grabbed his hands and we prayed together and I didn't see him for two months. And I'm not gonna lie, I was like, oh God, did he die? <laughs> My prayer wasn't good enough. I failed. I failed. He found me one day at church. He said, I want you to know I went to the doctor and they did every scan they could. They gave me CT scans, they put me in MRI scans, they took every scan they could and they can't find a trace of cancer in my body. Jesus says, you don't have to wait. See, he wants to do two miracles. There's two profound miracles he wants to do. The one is this, he doesn't want you to wait to heaven and get healed. If you have, uh, if you deal with being overwhelmed to the place that you have to just take pills all the time to, to just function in life, you don't have to live like that. I declare it today in Jesus' name, you don't have to live like that. Jesus conquered death, Jesus conquered this. If you have pain in your body, I declare today, you don't have to live like this. This is why Jesus took a beating for you. This is why he took the whip. So why he took the lashes. He said, I'm gonna take your sickness and disease, which let me declare today does not come from God. He would be a sick father if he brought that on his children. Good fathers only want the best for their children. It is the enemy of your soul that brings sickness and disease into this life to destroy you. But Jesus said, I overcame it. I took it in my body. I died for it. I went to hell, paid the price for it, and then rose victoriously for you. You don't have to live in pain. You don't have to live with addiction. You don't have to live with substance abuse. Man, you don't have to live with a pornography addiction. Let me say it again, make everybody real uncomfortable. Because we wanna pretend that this isn't real but it's destroying men, it's destroying marriages, it's destroying lives. You don't have to live with that addiction. I remember being addicted and bound to pornography, but Jesus can restore and heal and set you free. You don't have to live with worry, you don't have to live with fear and anxiety and bitterness and pain and sickness and disease you don't even need anybody to pray for you. You could get healed and freed right where you're sitting right now today. What's the criteria? Jesus said, do you believe? What's he saying? He's saying cash the check. The bank account's full. I, I, I loaded up the bank account. When he died for you, he said, I'm filling up your bank account. Now I just need you to go cash a check. I know we don't cash checks anymore. Good Lord, what is wrong with me, okay? Well, swipe your debit or whatever you do, okay? Right? Jesus paid for it. Take what is yours. He did this because he loved you. The second miracle is this. He says, anybody who clings to me in faith won't die. They'll live forever. What's he saying? You don't have to go to hell. Praise God. Now listen, I don't talk about hell a lot, okay? Because I don't believe in fear of ministry, okay? Because I grew up like that, okay? When I was growing up in church, every year we had this thing called, it was this play, this skit, I don't know what you wanna call it, it was called To Hell and Back. Okay? And they would take paper mache and make rocks and, and they would dress up our entire church like it was hell. I mean, there's lights and smoke and they would turn up the heat real high. And I mean, You think I'm joking. No, this is real life, y'all, okay? You'd walk into church and there's like people dressed up as demons and stuff. And you're like nine years old and you're like, God, please, I don't wanna go to hell. You know what I mean? I'm like nine years old on the front road, sobbing, like Jesus, please God, I don't wanna go to hell, right? You know what I learned about fear ministry? It doesn't work. It doesn't work. (laughs) It didn't stop me from doing drugs. It didn't stop me from partying. Man, I was on the way to hell and taking everybody with me. I promise you. It doesn't work. So I, I, I don't believe in it. But here's what I want to declare today. I need this to be really clear because there's a lot of churches and there's a lot of false doctrine out there telling you that hell is not real. And let me tell you, it is a lie from the pit of hell. Jesus talked about hell. He said, there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. I don't know about you, but that's not somewhere I want to go. And you don't have to. That's the greatest news ever. Jesus loves you so much. He said, if you accept me in my grace and my mercy, I'll resurrect you. You'll spend eternity in my love and my grace. Listen, can I make this abundantly clear? Hell was never designed for people. It was designed for the devil. But God in his grace goes, you, I give you grace. Verse 33, when Jesus looked at Mary, he saw her weeping at the feet. Friends who were there were grieving and he shuddered with emotion. Most translations says this, anger. Jesus was angry, okay? Do you know that you can be angry and not sin? I haven't mastered that one yet, okay, I'm telling you. <laughs> that's, that's a lifelong process for this guy, okay? He was deeply moved with compassion. He said, where did you bury him? So point number two is this, angry, angry. Jesus was angry. What was Jesus angry with? Let me tell you. He was angry at the devil. And he was angry that the devil had taken his friend's life. Can I declare this to you today? God's not mad at you. God's not angry at you. God's not disappointed in you. God's not frustrated with you. God's not angry with you. You know what he's angry at? He's angry at the devil. Why? Because the devil wants to do what? Steal, kill, and destroy your life. See, the devil has one plan. Let me tell you what his plan is. His plan is addiction. His plan is to convince you that... The more money you have, the happier you'll be. He wants you to be wrapped up in all kinds of sexual impurities and sin. He wants you to be self-indulgent. He wants you to live a drunken life full of jealousy and anger and fear and wild parties and fame and power. And he doesn't hide his plan, y'all. It's out there. He, he's not hiding anything. Hey, listen, I'll never forget this. My, my dad, my, my uncle, that's my dad, he said this to me one time. He said, Jeff, he will serve it up on a silver platter to you. Whatever you're looking for, you're looking for an affair, he'll, he'll bring one right to you. He'll serve it up. Look, let me make this clear. Jesus isn't mad at you, but it's really hard to trust God and believe God when you think he is. Listen, I remember going to church growing up and I was struggling. I was struggling, trying to find my identity. I was trying to find who I was. And you know, I mean, I'd go out on Saturday night, wake up Sunday morning, not remember a thing from Saturday night, I was at church on Sunday morning and all I thought was, God hates me. God's so mad at me. He's so frustrated at me. And when you feel that way, how can you worship? How can you receive anything? How can you believe that he loves you and he wants to restore you and give you joy and grace? All you think is, God hates me didn't hate me. He hated the devil who was deceiving and tricking me. God loves you. He's for you. He's not against you. He wants to be close to you. Jesus, verse 39 said this, roll the stone away. Why? He's going to heal. Martha said, but Lord, it's been four days. He's rotting, it's been four days. This is what we do with the Lord. When, when our life is falling apart, when there's death in our life, there's death in a marriage, there's death in a situation, we go, God, it's too late. The time has passed. We can't do this. And this was Jesus' response. Didn't I tell you if you what? If you just believe. If you just believe me, I'll resurrect what is dead. I'll resurrect what's dead in your life. I'll resurrect your life, your marriage, your hope, your joy, your peace. I'll resurrect, I'll strip away that depression. I'll take that anxiety, I'll take that fear, I'll take it all, I paid for all of it. If you just believe, I'll heal everything that's dead in your life. So just believe. Worship team you guys can come on up. Verse 41, so they rolled the stone away and Jesus gazed into heaven he said this, Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. I I want you to write this down. Thankfulness and gratitude is the key to your breakthrough. Did you see what Jesus did? Right before, because this is what Jesus says, Father, I thank you. I thank you've given me this power. And then Jesus says this with authority. He says, Lazarus, come forth out of that tomb. Right before the power is released, we see what? Jesus, our great example going, Father, I thank you that this isn't dead. Father, I thank you for your power. Father, I... Thank you that when things look dead, they're never dead. Father, I thank you for your miracle working power. I thank you for your grace that's abundant. I thank you for your mercies that are new every morning. Father, I thank you that you are more than enough. Father, I thank you that you part the waters. Thank you that I walk on water. Thank you, God, that I get to the other side. Thank you, God, that I will see your miracle working power. God, I thank you. It releases the power. It tells the Lord, your hope is in me. Your trust is in me. When you can thank before you've seen something, ooh, that's powerful. When you can praise before you see something, that's powerful. There's something, guys, there is something about when you are in need of a miracle, but you'll praise the Lord through that tough moment. I'll never forget that night that we were hopeless. We all, we all were like, have we messed up our lives? We have failed. We have, we have made a mistake. And we were hopeless. And we all slept that afternoon. We all did. Pastor Matt, Pastor Jess, me, uh, Pastor Levi at the time, we all slept because we were just hopeless. And I remember I woke up, and I woke up, and I remember the Spirit of the Lord said, praise me, worship me, honor me. And I was like, Lord, I don't want to. I don't feel like it right now. I'm so tired, I'm so discouraged, I'm so whipped, I'm so overwhelmed, God, right now. God, I don't want to. He said, praise me. And so I grabbed my family, and I grabbed my boys, and I grabbed Pastor Matt. And I said, it doesn't make sense, and it doesn't feel right, but we're gonna turn some worship music on, and we're gonna worship Jesus tonight. We're gonna thank Jesus tonight. We're gonna praise Jesus tonight. We're gonna lift up his name tonight. We're gonna thank him for things that we haven't seen yet. And that's what we did. I didn't know what this thing looked like seven years. I just knew what I saw at the moment. See, when God's miracle working power comes, it changes you. See, we think that Lazarus coming out of the tomb was the end of the story. The end of the story really happens in chapter 12. In chapter 12, it says this, that Mary picked up a jar, an alabaster jar full of nard, this perfume. This perfume that equaled one year's worth of wages. Think about every check you receive for one year wrapped up in this perfume. And she takes this perfume because here's the deal, when the power of God shows up, it changes people. It changes everything. And she breaks it open. I took this out of Jess's closet this morning, she didn't know, okay. (laughs) You're like, no, please don't do it. what I think you're gonna do, I'm not. This is Joe Malone, it's from London, there's a special gift that I gave her. It's, it's something she wears on special occasions, special date nights, anniversaries, stuff like that. It's costly. She takes something costly and she breaks it open and she pours it out on Jesus. See, when the power of God comes, See, this is what happens most of the time in church. We just go, here you go, God. That's what you get. God, you just you just, get a, just get a little bit, God. Then you go, the rest is it's mine. But when the power of God and the miracle-working power of God shows up, It takes you from that, and then you go, no, 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 God, it's all yours. It's it's all yours. You can have it all. God, you can have my life, you can have my time, you can have my energy, you can have my finances. God, you can have everything. God, you can have my, my marriage, my children. God, you have everything. I give you everything. It changes you. So I thought today the best way that we could end today was hearing stories of people's lives that have been changed here at Elevate Church. What a better way to celebrate seven years. Yeah, you can come on up. I wanted you to hear it, because here's the deal, God is moving. God's moving all the time. People's lives are being healed and restored. Tyler, I love you so much. Man, I'm so excited about what God's doing in your life. I was standing over there worshiping. And I just looked over and I thought, man, I love you. God loves you so stinking much. He's so proud of you. It's about God's power, his miracle working power. It changes everything. It heals, it restores, it renews. And so I thought, you know, the best thing that could happen today is is you hear from people's lives that have been changed by this church and what God's doing here, amen? You guys got a mic? Did I give you a mic? I got a mic. All right, you guys share your name and who you are. And- this is scary. <laughs> um,
1: I'm gonna try to keep this short because when you give me the mic about and talk, try to talk about Elevate, I feel like I could talk forever, but um, George and I moved here five, six months ago. And to be totally honest, we were at a church that was dead. We, um, George was on staff there. He's been a pastor for eight years and we're not doing that now, but we're enjoying this season here at Elevate of just kind of rest and being in the community and everything, but um, we were at a church that was totally dead and We were looking at moving back to Ohio. We found Elevate online and we were like, holy crap, I can't even believe this place exists and they're in Cincinnati, like we have to go there. And so um, we moved back and we couldn't wait to come. We came to Elevate one morning, we sat right there and Pastor Jeff calls us out. The first Sunday we were there, which I love. I mean, who doesn't love that, to be seen and know that God is speaking to you through someone else? I mean, that's like the best feeling ever. So that was obviously huge confirmation for us that we were in a place that um, honors the Holy Spirit, knows him, wants him, invites him here. That is... I mean, everything. And so um, from there, we got to meet the Kellers, the Princes, so many families that just have embraced us day after day, week after week, and um, gotten to have a special relationship with some of the staff just because we've been on that side of things. And we see people who are not normal, and I love that. I don't ever wanna be a part of a church that's normal, that's, we see, like, I see (laughs) Adam and Marissa, in youth, I'm like, where where is this energy? Like there? Marissa's I'm mean, my age, like her energy is insane. Their hilarity, their passion, their energy. I would have loved to have been a part of a youth group like that growing up. And the fact that they get to sit under you, who has insane amount of passion and jest for youth, that's not normal. That's not normal. And thank God, you need to be thanking God that you're at this place. We are. I mean, it's just not, it's not normal. It's not normal to have worship like this. I don't know if you guys know that, but coming to a church like this, we saw Hannah the first time we ever watched Elevate. I don't know if Hannah's here, but we saw her, and we were like, who, where did she come from? Like, what is this place? So um, I could go on and on, but I do. I just wanna testify and honor all of the people. I'm not saying enough names, because, but there's just endless people here that have embraced us so well, and um, I'm, I'm
2: incredibly honored to be here. Uh, like Sydney mentioned, my name is George and I was a pastor for eight years and uh, appreciate it. Thank you, thank you. I needed that, I needed that, thank you. Um, being in ministry sometimes can be tough and when they asked us to share a testimony what God has done through our life here at Elevate, um, gosh, the first thing that I thought of was community. And just a quick part of our story that I mentioned in the first service is a couple years ago when we had our first son, Uh, She was diagnosed with a short cervix, which just means that our baby was probably going to come a little bit sooner than he should. And she was on bed rest in a hospital for about 49 days. And that was a lot of stress for our family. And this message this morning, you know, focusing on death and and how we needed Jesus and that hope and healing. And I I went through a lot personally because I was trying to take care of her and my baby. And then there's ministry. And then right after that, our son was born and he's healthy. He's awesome. He's cute little blonde kid. You probably see him running around. Shortly after that, March 2020, we all know COVID hit and being in ministry, that was tough. And so it was just another season of death. And through that, I was on empty to the point where she saw it in me. Physically, it was on me. And uh, I was at the point where I was like, I don't know if I ever want to do this again. So fast forward, we see Elevate and we've moved here and we've only been here six months, but God has moved in our life because I know he's bringing that healing back into us. I know he still has that calling on our life. I know he's still pouring into us, but at the same time, we know that we can't just sit on the sidelines. And so we're leading a group now and we're saying, hey, if I'm gonna be poured into, then I'm gonna pour out too. All right, I don't wanna just consume. And so we're just so grateful that as soon as we we arrived, people just loved on us. And I'm sure all of you could come stand on this stage and say the same thing. And so I'm just grateful that in such a short amount of time that we are starting to feel restored again. And it's because of this community. And so I just want to say thank you to all of you. Thank you, Pastor Jeff and Jess. And uh, truly blessed to be here.
0: We love this kid. Listen, this kid's going to do crazy things for Jesus. We love this kid.
3: Hello, um, my name is Kaden Haggard, and this is my mom right here. Uh, I'm 12 years old, and I've uh, probably been coming here for like a little uh, over a year now. And but before Elevate, I went to Crossroads, and I uh, I was shy. I was nervous. I couldn't even raise my hand during worship. I was scared people would make fun of me, and that um, uh, I would just yeah. Uh, that I'd be judged, but now today I have been saved by Jesus, and now I'm so much closer with God because of Elevate, and I believe that uh, God is here right now in this moment, and uh, that uh, He's shown like He's shown me that there's a loving community outside my home that is like welcoming to anything and everything. And i built a stronger relationship with God, which led me to get baptized. And recently, I've been able to have a wonderful experience—a <laughs> wonder, wonderful experience at rally and meet new friends. Having a group like Momentum is also amazing. It helps me advance my relationship with God and start. And I um, recently started serving back in Legends with uh, the amazing Pastor Adesha. <gasps> Uh, and because that's where I started my journey here. I was in Legends and I came he- came to here, big service. And um, I'm so grateful and thankful that God has shown me this church and has turned me into a better person today. I'm completely person, a completely different person than I was two years ago because God was there. It's amazing. Thank you all, uh, all f- like thank you. Uh, and uh, I know some of you might not know me, but like, still, thank you. Have a blessed day, thank you. Hoo Day.
4: (laughs) I get shown up by my own son. Try not to cry. So, good morning. My name is Lauren Haggard. Um, because I'm super nervous, a little icebreaker, and she knows I'm gonna do it, but I am the infamous McKenna Gerritsen's boss. Um, we have been so blessed by her. I don't only really share that, that I'm so blessed to be her boss. She's my friend. She's my soul sister, we have matching bracelets. She's more than just my employee. But a lot of what God has done through Elevate Church starts with her. What was us coming to her in Cole's baptism for support turned into so much more. For many, many years I wasn't showing up in life as my whole authentic self. I thought that my past was forever going to define me. The mistakes I had made was just who I was going to be that my self-worth was just that, an ugly past defined by others and the choices I had made. I remember last summer I was going through an eight-week course called Making Sense of Your Past. The word past is crossed out with worth. It was hard work. Looking into yourself through your past and realizing that it doesn't define you and turning to God to see who he made you to be, I know it's part of my story that I'll forever cherish and one to be shared at some point, I'm sure. But Jeff had just finished his sermon and he looked over at me, sitting in the second row, and asked me what my name was. As an Enneagram nine, I was just shuddered, like, oh, please, I said my name. In quotes, because it's something I'll never forget. He said, I've just been drawn to you all service like there is a ray of the Lord shining down on you. He sees you and he is so proud of you. It was in that moment I felt God unlike I had ever before. I knew this place was special and going to be our forever church. What God has done through Elevate was the ability to give myself the gift of a second chance as I restarted my journey washing away the past and being baptized this past October. For my husband, my children, my friends, and my family, this church has brought community into our families' lives when we've needed it most. I am worthy of who he made me to be despite the mistakes in the past, and my restart is just the beginning. I love this church, what it stands for, who God has filled it with, and I'm so blessed to be a part of this community and family, and I can't wait for the next seven plus years.
5: my name is brian um i am married to my wife maribel she's the she's the beautiful pregnant hispanic woman walking around here um she's a little stage shy so that's okay though um we started coming to elevate in september of 2021 after we moved from oxford uh we had struggled to find community in a college town where all of our friends uh had left after after graduation Uh, We stuck, we're the only people to stick around. Um, We continually prayed for three years to find community um, and we never found it. Uh, And then when we finally moved to be closer to family, we weren't sure that the Lord uh, would answer our prayers. Uh, But little did we know he was working the whole time. He was working out the whole time. Uh, My wife found Elevate on a quick Google search, uh, Sunday morning, literally 30 minutes before the service. And I think her exact words to me were, I'm leaving right now with or without you. Uh, So we quickly got dressed and we pulled into the parking lot not knowing what God was gonna do, uh, if anything at all. Um, But as soon as we walked in the front doors, we were met by the most welcoming, loving, caring people who truly and overwhelmingly just radiated God's love. Uh, And it it was the Spaniacs who who actually met us first and and I'll never forget that. They were just so welcoming and loving. we quietly attended for a few months and then elevated Uh, they started to promote small groups we ended up joining a marriage group led by brandon and maria mundy Um, and over the course of the next several weeks and months we not only noticed our marriage improving and becoming more god-centered but we also started to develop some of our closest friendships uh, with all the couples in the group from that point on we slowly started becoming more involved with elevate Uh, we started to volunteer Uh, Maribel's on the welcome team, I'm on the worship team. Uh, I joined a men's group and Maribel joined a woman's group. Uh, Spent my weekend at Uh, ManFest, Maribel went to Crowned. So many things, and just needless to say, Elevate has really pushed us and encouraged us to grow our relationship with Jesus in a way that we have so long desired for. Uh, As we enter into this new stage of life as brand new parents, we're so blessed to have the Elevate family do life alongside us as we continue to pursue Jesus. And God is working through the people of Elevate um, just, to, just to do that. Um, so we wanted to thank Elevate, Pastors Jeff and Jess, um, and everybody else who's helped to shape this church and its people into what it is today. Um, it's very evident that God is moving through Elevate and I'm thankful that my wife and I get to be a part of that.
0: Can you stand with me today? Come on, raise your hands to heaven. Come on, if you need a miracle in this room, raise your hand. You need a miracle in your body, you need a miracle in your life, you need a miracle in your finances, you need a miracle in your marriage, raise your hand. If somebody has their hand next to you, just put your hand on them. Lord, we agree in the name of Jesus, whatever they're facing today will not end in death in Jesus' name. We speak to the enemy, we speak to Satan, we tell you to take your hands off of their life. In Jesus' name, I release the healing power of Jesus. We thank you that by your stripes, we are healed. I release hope, I release joy, I release peace where there's been no peace. We thank you in the name of Jesus. We declare their marriage is healed. We declare their finances are healed. We declare their children are restored. We declare hope, healing, restoration. We command pain, disease, to leave their bodies in Jesus' name. And we thank you, God, for your power. Come on, just worship Jesus. Just tell him, thank you. Come on, say, say, that is me. I receive it today. I receive God's healing. I receive God's strength, his life, his joy. Listen, we love you. We're believing. We're praying. We're going to see miracles this year. Amen. And guess what? We're going to see a miracle today. Who day, baby, everybody. Hey, I love you all. We'll see you next Sunday.